to talk about that, like, here's the other thing too, <clears throat> I think, um, is, you know, I don't necessarily believe that racism has gotten worse. I think it's always been bad. I think we just now have technologies that allow us to see it right now, right here, and over and over and over and over again, right? You know, it's just like anything else, man. It just gets ingrained into your system. And, you know, those neural pathways start to, you know, get created and those emotions. Like, it's, I feel like it's just, you know, it, it's, it's always been this bad. So let's just start there. I think secondly, you know, as you asked the question, you know, it, it was funny. A friend of mine um, and I were just talking um, here yesterday. He came over to the house and he, he was getting ready to leave. And he's also black. And I was walking him out. We get to the driveway. And uh, he's getting ready to get in his car, but we start to talk. It's a beautiful day outside, right? And I've lived in this neighborhood for 20 years, so I know how people are. Because of what's the unrest, every single white person is now being overly nice, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, whoa, like, hold on, man. Like, you know, like, let's just chill for a second, okay? And I'm not saying, like, to confuse people, like, what do you want? All we're asking, all I'm asking is, like, listen, just, you know what I mean? Human rights. Be fair, right? And I lead into this other question, you know, I mean, to this other thing, you know, for our kids, um, you know, what happened to George Floyd is, is horrific. And I think there's nobody that you've probably been on this interview with or you know that would not agree with that statement, right? I think we're all unanimously in agreements with that, right? The thing about it is, unfortunately, that situation is so huge that as an individual, we can't wrap our minds around it, right? You can't wrap your head around it to do something about it, right? On that level. So what do you do? You drill it down to where you live, your neighborhoods. That's how you make change, right? So we have a situation here. I live in a small town, a suburb of, of Atlanta. And um, we had a situation here recently where a young white teenager was caught on tape with a gun saying, this is, this is what I'm going to use to kill you. And he said the N-word, right? Major unrest in the city, right? Now, listen, <clears throat> how do you deal with that? Right? I could get mad and I could, you know what I mean? Or as parents, we all sit down and we figure out how does this not ever happen again, right? Um, you know, my approach to that as a father and as a black man was, you know, less of emotional and more of like, here's the situation. I'm a black man that lives in a city that doesn't have any kids in the school system, right? My hard earned tax dollars has gone towards educating this child. And he calls me an N word. He spits in my face by, you know, as, as a thank you, that's not a good return on investment. So I think my, you know, my approach as a father looking at as a father, but not, but not as a father with a teenager is to tell some of these parents, First of all, I'm a taxpayer that lives in this neighborhood and I respect this neighborhood enough where I will give you my hard-earned dollars to educate and make sure that we raise your child properly. In return for that, I expect you to sprout me a good human being, right? Not somebody that's going to do that, okay? And if he can't do that or if he or she can't do that, then we need to figure out what the repercussions are to make this child understand if you do something like this, these are the repercussions, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, so like we all can do things no matter what we are. We, we may not necessarily be, be dads like you and I, we may not necessarily be parents, you know, moms, you know, you could just live in a neighborhood and you want to know whether you're white or black, what could you do? You know, think about it like that. Like you're a taxpayer, you're doing your part, right? 
So you are granted certain liberties and certain pieces of respect based on how hard you work to build that area that you live in. And while you're building that area that you live in, the people that run that area, you got to make sure you keep them accountable. I don't want to go into the whole like voting and politics thing, but it's true. Like, you know what I mean? Like start your stuff at the house. I mean, at, 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 at home base, mm-hmm. you know, come on, you talk about BYLR and Jesse Itzler and everybody. I mean, you know what do, those guys do. They do extreme stuff. They do all these crazy races, right? But they don't go out and run a 26 miler, you know, well, they probably do, but the normal person wouldn't go out today and just run 26 miles just because you got to ease into it, right? I look at it as the 26 miles is the George Floyd situation. You got to do a mile first. You know what I mean? You got to get a strong mile. That strong mile is your home base, right? Your home base where you live, your home base where families live, where these kids, our generation, you know, our next generation lives. We got to make sure that that we plant those seeds. And when it's time to harvest those seeds, those children that we have the best harvest we possibly can. 